0: May have a seat. So I'm praying and it comes to me. As we start off this morning, we look at moving people toward Christ. And then first John two, six says, those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Who, um, who, who believes that to be true? Okay, so if you live your life as Jesus did, I'd like for you to come up here and stand. No, don't do that. What is the first thing we need to understand about that scripture? How did Jesus live? Right? If we're to live our life as, as Jesus did, we first need to know how did he live? Right? All right. So, what we should do is go to the Holy Land. That would be cool. And we could either, you know, go to the Holy Land in Orlando or, you know, we can get on a plane. But the first thing, I mean, this is our vision statement at Four Corners. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did 1 John 2.6. Now, not to the part where I was praying yet. So, Moving people toward Christ, this is how we do it. You might call this our mission statement. We do this, we move people toward Christ by equipping the saints, strengthening our families, growing together in our faith. So as we move closer to Christ, we will help others to move toward Christ. Right? So how did Jesus live? And how as a church do we... Grow, do we do we share the gospel, do we live out as a body by equipping the saints, strengthening our families, and growing together in our faith? All right, so you got it? Okay, because that is going to be a quiz at the end. You can't leave until you can, nah. All right, so we always look at God moments, and we talk about looking to see where God is working, what is he doing around us in everyday life, and getting in on it, right? We've been talking about that for an easy uh, solid year. And let me take just a side note just real quick. Ryan, is the back screen out or is it not? It's not projecting. Okay, that's cool. I'm so used to looking up front after. <laughs> all right, so God moments. Who here had a God moment last week? Who here? Two of us. We all had, a, I'm sure, of one way or another. But I want you to meet someone here that's uh, starting a journey with us, and it's Joey. And uh, Joey was here. How many times have you have attended? Twice? twice. Tw- this would be the second time. Five, three, so this is like the third time. So I'm going to introduce you to Joey. Joey's the one that's on the drums, um, which is like awesome because he really didn't have time to practice or anything. So he fit in. He did pretty well for, for that. I told him he came in uh, yesterday, and I said, Joey, man. For just sitting down and I playing a track and you, you're getting it. I'm going, that's pretty pretty decent. Um, but then Joey, I, I started talking to Joey about God moments. I love this, you guys. Listen, I started talking about God moments and about how God's in our everyday life. And he goes, oh, oh, I got to tell you something. I go, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I got to tell you something. But I'm going to let him tell you. Joey, tell us your story about a God moment. And um, can we have a, a mic hot, Ryan? I choose number three. <laughs> oh, that's five. <laughs> can you hold it? Yeah, what, you're gonna I can hold it. And play. And, oh, oh yeah. No, no, no. I'll hold it for you. You hand it to me when you. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: I was. Um, I had a very special. I work at um Disney at Coronado Springs. I work at one of the restaurants there, and I was so so amazed because I like to make people happy. You know, I'm. My job, I was, in, I was in a real serious car accident. I was almost died and all that stuff. But <laughs> I'm skipping over that because that's another story. But anyway, I, I went to these people, and I was trying to make them. I was saying, hey, hi, how's your dinner, and how you doing today, and how long you staying, and all that stuff. And um, Well, you know, I know it's not Christmas time, but here at the El Mercado, it's always Christmas. So um, can I play this song for you? Okay, and so I, I played Little Drummer Boy.
0: He played that where he worked. All I played right. I played that
1: for you. you yeah, my Yeah no, yeah I'm yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sir. But yeah, I was I'm, I like making people positive because i the being almost died and stuff. I like everybody to be happy. So I went and talked to this girl and I'm saying I played this song for her. So I went out I went on to work and I was just emptying I empty trash, I'm a I am a. am a trash man. <laughs> so. But, uh, but I was uh, emptying the trash and doing my job, and then behind me, a cute little voice. She's about she's about fifteen, sixteen, and she says, "Can we pray?" And I said, "Oh my God!" I had I was losing faith in in, in how fast how fast the uh, the earth or United States is going, and everybody's avoiding the Bible and stuff. But and then this this brought my faith that much closer to god you know because she asked me if I she could pray so i grabbed her hand and we prayed and she's so thankful just to meet me and it made me feel so special and so proud and um, i just wanted to share that story thank you
0: amen you can put the mic right there joe that that that's an awesome testimony to exactly what we were talking about and have been talking about is in your everyday life joey is um expressing uh, just in a sentence or two, his faith and how God is good. And as he approaches the, pe- the, that, the table, he's just a, he's, every day is a, a joyful day. And he plays this song in a harmonica. And as he, as he plays it, then he's, appro- he's approached, Bible class today, he's approached to, for prayer. Come on, I'm telling you, God is good and he is working if we'll just be faithful in our everyday life. Um, he just he just is and he desires for us to share his story with others and give give this world the hope that only he can give. Amen. Okay. So looking back, we first talked about walk in love, and that's what that's what I, I was saying. I was praying there and I'm thinking, oh, it surely said walk in light, then walk in love, and I'm praying and then all of a sudden no, it's walk in love, because what's the first thing that comes about is the love. And as we looked at walk in love. We were talking about in Ephesians that Paul was saying as we walk in love that we be imitators of God, that we be we be imitators of God. That just like a child looks at a mom or a dad or an aunt or uncle or grandma or grandpa, uh, I don't know if you remember what I was talking about. You know, I'm telling you these they they look, they watch, and they imitate us. And and just like Jesus said in John 17, he talked about. I only do what I see the Father do. I'm an imitator. Jesus himself said, I'm an imitator of the Father. And then we're to walk in light was last week out of Ephesians 5, 8 through 14, is we're to walk as children of light, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. So, so I'm, I'm, you know, I always think, I tell Trish, <laughs> I, I'm serious now. Like, again, I'm just being a little transparent. I tell Trish, Trish, I'm telling you, I have like, I have like six verses today that I'm going to share. And you know what? It's going to be a short sermon. Not that it's important. Maybe, maybe not, whatever. But it's just going to be a shorter sermon. And, and But it always never is. I don't know how that works. But but we, when we take a deep breath and we look at just this short journey, you know, I mean, we've been in Ephesians for like weeks now, but just these last two weeks and, and, and today, you know, This is where we take this breath. Because I believe our hearts really desire God's best for our life. I mean, you can say that's a given. You can say, of course. But if we're not careful, we're constantly trying to find God's best. And we're we're constantly trying to find it on our terms. And even if it's not on our terms, the world around us, if we're not careful, seems to dictate to us how we're going to respond or react to it. Does it not? Just when we think we got our act together or something good is finally happening, if you will, not that life is all bad, but you know what I mean, and all of a sudden something happens or someone says something. So this morning, I just really, I really do, I just, I, I want us to focus the best we can on the reality of the simplicity of the gospel, on the reality of the simplicity of, of the word of God. He, it's, it, listen, it's only complex as we make it to be if we're believers. The Bible says the spirit of God will give the revelation of the word of God to us. And so, first of all, it's, it's like this. We're to be imitators of God. Imitate God. Imitate Christ. And that's the very beginning of it all, of the purpose for our life, of understanding what God wants for us, of knowledge and wisdom. How do we respond to this? How do we respond to that? How do we speak to someone? How do we pray? Everything comes from that one thing of being imitators of God. Imitate Christ. Look to see what Jesus did. Look to see what God has done and that he's doing and that he desires to do. And just, if we only would just take a deep breath and keep focused on that, I want to be imitator of God. And then how do we do that? See, again, we, we, if we're not careful, we make it too complex. No, I'm serious. It's kind of like there's this line. I won't do it like that. I'll do it like this. Like there's this line that that that's in the room. And, and on this side of the line, I, I'm being an imitator of God and, and, and I'm being an imitator of Christ. And I'm immolating my life after them. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, for lack of a better way to say it, I, I speak truth and not lies. I, I don't steal. I, 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 you understand what I'm saying? I'm, just, I'm immolating. What I, I love, I love, I have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And I'm immolating Christ. Now, you see, my back is not on you. Now, watch. My back is not on you. My focus on, is on Christ. But my back is not on you. Because we all need to be focused on Christ. I got your back. Right, Phyllis? You got my back. Right? But then if we're not careful, see, it's like this. We want to make it more than this sometimes. Don't do it. But then there's this side where he says we're to walk in the light and not in the darkness. And even if there's something dark, expose it. Look at it for what it is and how it wants to take you down. Because now I'm facing you on this side, and I love you all, and, and you know I know we all try to do good. And, but you know who else is on this side that I'm facing? I can see you as the world. A world that wants to take me down, a world that wants to mess me up, a world that wants to give me a false doctrine. And so the Bible says literally expose those things and I know you go oh my gosh are you kidding me if I see something that's darkness what am I going to do I mean like I'm going to go over to a friend's house and go oh what are you doing watching that I'm going to go to work and go you know you shouldn't cuss like that and I'm just telling you God doesn't like that and you're going straight to hell you know no that's not the point but the point is we don't enter into it number one most importantly we don't enter into those things and do we expose them of course we do I want, I want my daughters and my family to know that is not of God. That is not what God looks like. It's not what he has for your life. I want the church body to know. Listen, we need to expose those things that are dark. Stop calling evil good. And, and don't say that, you know, I can tell the difference. And, I, I, you know, I'm a grown-up now. I just got to tell you, I can, I can tell the difference. It's, it's okay, Pastor Tony. Am I saying Am I saying this is easy? Quite frankly, in our flesh, and because of the influence of the demonic realm, the answer is absolutely 100% no way, not easy. I know. Why do you think I need to do this? Turn and immolate God. I just got to tell you, because of God and His empowerment of His Word in my life, again, my back's against you, if you will. But my focus is on Christ. And as as I grow closer to God, will we not produce the fruit of the Spirit in our life that will encourage one another and pray for one another? The whole body's built up. Okay, spent a long time there, but that's it, cut and dried. Imitators of Christ and walk in his light. Not in the darkness, expose it, our focus on God. Now, you want to say, is it really that simple? It's up to you. How how much are you willing to to engage God? How much am I willing to engage God? Right? Okay. So, turn in our Bibles to Ephesians 5. This is where we're at today. This is where we're at this morning. So, we're 5... Verse 15, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Father, thank you for your love and your grace. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word. Thank you for being here, for guiding and directing us. Thank you for your spirit that gives us the only real revelation that is really worth having. That your love and your grace, your word that will empower us for your glory and for your glory alone. That, I guess, is hard to grasp. May we be imitators of you. May your love abound us in such a way that when people see us, they do see the fruit of your spirit. And more importantly, may we share your story. That people would come to know you as their Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, Amen. So I figure since I don't have a screen and my neck's tired of moving around, let's just have a little talk here. I'm, it's interesting how how the Bible is so you know Jesus is just walking along, and next thing you know, he turns and there's three, or he turns and there's twelve, and he turns there's one hundred and twenty, then he turns and there's five thousand. You know what I mean? And 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 it's like you ever do you ever think of it? You know, Jesus is on this journey. He's on this mission for his father, and um, he, he's just hes just walking, just like the, Ephesians is saying. He's just walking, imitating his father. He's having a conversation, and he's sharing his father's will and word and purpose. I, I just love the word of God. I just do. So in Ephesians 5.15, we're going to break this down a little bit this morning. It says this, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but... But as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. You know, and, and as we look at this circumspectively is kind of like looking at what what life is really. It's, it's, it's taking an understanding that, you know, God has appointed us for this time, for this moment. And, you know, I, I to, to me, I just got to be upfront and transparent again. I don't fully understand that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I wasn't born 100 years ago, but God knew that. He knew that I was born now. He knew that you would be here this very moment in your chair. And maybe that's kind of deep for some, but he he did and he does. And so you're appointed for a time such as this. you know how many times that has got me out of an a, a emotional wreck in my life? You understand what I mean? Knowing that even in the worst circumstances, God knew they were going to come. God knew that I would have the opportunity to grow. And God knew that I was appointed for a time such as this. We're to walk wisely. We're to walk redeeming the time. And redeeming the time doesn't mean, you know, we just wake up. We wait till Friday for most. You, you, you You ever just have a time where... Uh, I did, but it 's been a long, long time ago, but where uh, you just couldn 't wait to Friday because it was the weekend, you know what i mean and and then after the weekend, you just couldn 't wait for the next weekend, and what a drag right so when when he talks about redeeming the time, he literally means a couple of things here that that I want to point out. number one, think about redeeming redemption, redeem this time in your redemption. For if we have been redeemed in Christ, think about this, watch, right? We have been redeemed in Christ. If we have repented of our sin and put our trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have been redeemed for a time such as this. So he says, walk in that redemption. Walk in your salvation. Walk knowing who God is and where he has you to be and where he has you to go. And yes, we've been hearing a lot about this lately especially in our Bible studies. God does have a plan. But that plan is not automatically. It's not an automatic thing that, you know, Jeremiah 29:11. I love it. I love it. People they they quote it all the time for I know the plan I have for you says the Lord or some translations which I actually like a little better if you will, is I know the thoughts I have toward you, says the Lord. See, these are thoughts. Certainly God knows the thoughts he has toward us. You know what they are? His love, his grace, his glory. Do do, do, do you catch what I'm saying? For for lack of a better way to say it, I don't want to burst anyone's bubble, including myself. His thoughts per se isn't that I go to college. His thoughts isn't per se that I do specific physical things. Not per se. I'm not saying we don't pray, you know, God, should I go to college? Should I get should I get this job? Should I? But I'm telling you, for the most part, when we pray very physical things like that, and we should, don't misunderstand. But when we pray those things, more often than not, our emotions and our circumstances really are our answer. And we just will find whatever we can. Oh, that's God. That's God. God opened that door. Who, who's in? Who knows what I mean? You ever been there? So we just got to take that deep breath and say, you know, again, not that we don't pray those things, but we've got to understand that God wants us to walk in our redemption. So our prayer is, God, what is your plan for me? And God goes, here it is. Here it is. Don't 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 make it about college and school and because because my plan my plan is that you walk in this in my word. The rest will play out. If you can go to college and glorify me, go. If you can glorify me in that job that you're praying about, go. Go. If you can glorify me playing the drums, go. (laughs) Right? Walk in our redemption. He says, therefore, do not be unwise. This is verse 17. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. But understand what the will of the Lord is. All right. What is God's will for your life? Well, what's his, we can say that, that we glorify him, but what is God's will for your life? John 640. Someone look up John 640. Bible drill. First one that has it, stand up. The first Bible drill in two years. Here we go. John 640. All right, nice and loud, Andy. Okay, so I don't know. I doubt that you can hear that on the web. So, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna probably hit this exact. But John six forty says, "And for this is the will of God, that he who looks upon the Son of God and believes in Him shall be saved." So I, I know there's other scripture, and look it up, you know, because it's worth it. But there's other scripture that talks about God's will, praying His will. And, 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 but I'll tell you what, it will all, always, always lead back to our redemption, meaning our salvation in Him. So God's will is that we be saved. I mean, that's just the bottom line. You can go different places with that. And if you're a theologian in here, you can go, well, what about predestination? What about this? And I do that for the sake of anyone on the web. And all I can say is, if, if, if you want to go there, then just do a great study and give me a call. I'll talk. It's awesome. But the bottom line is, his will is that we be saved. If we look upon the Son of God, Jesus, and believe in him, that we're saved. That's the part where we're talking here that we walk circumspectly in our redemption. So then, what is God? If, if God's will is that we be saved, what's his purpose? Come on. To glorify him. Is there any other purpose in our life but to glorify God? No. None. Pastor Tony, but that's impossible. I can't glorify God. I can't glorify God in everything I do. What are you saying? And my answer is what? You already know. You've heard me say this a dozen times in the last year. My answer is you can't. Only through him can we. So we look and he says, therefore, do not be unwise. Be unwise means walking in the world, walking in the darkness, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So how do you understand what the will of the Lord is? Uh, The the number one response I got from you on the survey on teaching that you want to see come up is how to study the Bible. That's why you've seen me lately taking little stops and, and kind of instructing how to dig a little deeper. So we understand what God's will is, that we're saved, and his will is that we walk out his salvation by imitating him. And then, so we look at God's purpose now. Okay, so how do we know, first of all, how, how, how we can understand what God's will is? Okay, all right, just so got it, we're clear. We can know what God's will is, which is to be saved, but it doesn't mean we understand it. I can know that in order to drive a a truck, you got to turn on the key and hit the accelerator. But if I don't know how to steer it and how to stop it, we're in trouble. Right? If I don't understand how the truck works, we're in trouble. Uh, okay, I can jump into a jet plane and I can be a co-pilot and I can think this is awesome. It's got a little wheel and some buttons, you know. And you know, hey, we got a, a regular pilot there, so hey, just let me take over and fly this thing. But I, I can, I can think I can fly that jet. But if I don't understand how to fly it, we're going down. All right. So this is how he says, when I read a verse like this, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So I say, all right, God, how do I not be unwise, number one? And then number two, how do I understand your will? He says this, and do not be drunk with wine. And when I first read that, I go, oh, wait a minute. That's like, like what a... Like he's saying one thing. He doesn't say, don't don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. He's just saying, don't be drunk with wine. That's how I can understand what God's will is. Are you kidding me? What? But ultimately, if you look at the context of what's going on here, number one, which we should. You know, back in this, in Ephesus, you know, literally, I'm not going to get into this too deep this morning. But literally, he's using this example because the number one way, hear this out, the number one way. Just from doing some research and looking, I think we can gather this, that that um, people would seek out a deity, not Christ or God, but just their little G-God, right? The, 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 just something that's beyond them. The number one way they would do it was they'd get drunk. Because they figured if they got drunk, that opened up their mind to the spirit realm. Do you know that? I mean, that's for real. They do other stupid stuff too, but I am not even talk about that. I mean, stupid stuff. So one of the parallels he's making here, don't be drunk in wine, is literally because in that day and in this place, many would literally, I'm serious, believe that by getting drunk and it put their, it, it, it put their mind in a certain place, um, just would make them believe that they were in touch with little G God. They'd wake up with this, I'm sure, just a terrible hangover. Anyone here ever have a hangover? <laughs> I have to. I, I thank you. I see some, I see some going, ooh. Then I see some other, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not saying that to be proud of it, but I'm just saying, you know what? There's, there's, I don't care how we look at this. When we walk on that side, there's consequences. <laughs> right? Whether it's drinking, whatever. There's consequences, and and so don't and do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And so, so if you don't want to, I mean, if you're saying, "Well, I don't drink wine, I'm good," well, what he's saying is, don't let outside influences influence you in an ungodly way. That that's the bottom line. So, how can we understand what the will of God is? is the only way we can is by not letting outside ungodly influences influences in such a way that we don't see God. I, I, you know, I know that sounds simple again, but just, but hear this out, let it play out. And then he goes like this, verse 19, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in the heart to the Lord. And, and you know what, I, I need to, I'm going to say verse 18 again because I want to make sure we're clear on being filled with the Spirit. So, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And then, then how are you filled with the Spirit, if you will? Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When are you the most happiest? I mean, you don't have to get, uh, please don't take this wrong. You don't have to get spiritual. You can if you want. But, but seriously, say it like it is. A couple of you, when are you the happiest? I mean, really, in your heart, you're like, you're the happiest. When you're around your family? Okay. Give me a couple more. When I'm alone with the Lord and I hear in life? In life, okay, the happiest, okay. playing drums, okay. We, you know, we all will have a tendency to have a happy place, and it's not being drunk with wine, <laughs> but we do, right? I mean, I, I mean, I do. Mine, mine is without a doubt when I'm if I'm hiking, when I go on a hike. Oh my, 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 my. I just, it's my happy, happy. happy. And we all have a, a tendency to have one or two things probably at the most that, that's our, our happy place. Well, what's happening here is as we're understanding that we're to be imitators of God and that we're to walk in his light and expose the darkness, don't be a part of that. And then as we do that, we understand his will, which is to walk in our redemption. And as we're walking in our redemption, how do we, how do we fully engage God, well, we don't let outside influences influence us to the point where it's a, a false God. I mean, idols and all that, but it's not the real God. But the fruit of that is this. If you say to me, for the most part, hear me out. If you say to me, or I say to you, how about that? I'm good. Right now, life is good. I'm walking in the Lord, and... And I, I'm in his word. I feel like, you know, God's given me his revelation from his word. And, you know, of course I have struggles like everyone else. And, but I'm praying and, and, and God's just, he's answering my prayers. And, and you go, okay. If I'm saying all those things, but out of my mouth you're hearing cursing. I'm cutting people off in traffic. And I don't have the time of day for you. The two don't line up you know what's the saying the saying says you can't kid a kidder right and and so the bottom line is when we when we're looking at what Paul has us to understand here is when we're walking in God's will his redemption when we're glorifying him with our life and we're doing that by living out his word not living in the world you're going to see fruit of that you're going to see you're going to see this where all of a sudden um, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our hearts you 're going to see that fruit you 're going to see the fruit of the spirit now there 's something one one thing I want to mention here too and 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 you got to hear me on this one because I want to be really careful but but I think it 's very true all right so i 'm not saying be fake or false, but when the Bible says to speak to one another. And to sing to one another, hymns and songs. What, what do you think we do when we come in on a Sunday? We come in, we gather together, we encourage one another, we greet one another. We sing together. Now, now I would think the majority of people, they come to church, they leave, for lack of better say, I want to be careful here, but they leave filled with the Spirit because they have entered into a place With the body, worshiping God. You understand what I'm saying? Now, why weren't you filled in such a way outside in the world? Because there's not a whole lot of people singing songs together and worshiping God and encouraging one another like that. Right? So one aspect of being filled with the Spirit is literally what I just said. We come together as a body. We encourage one another. We're equipped in the Word of God. And and we we worship together and and in all of that we're filled with the Spirit. We leave here we leave here. I pray, um, you know, equipped and filled and just and 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 loving God and loving our body. But the aspect of being filled with the Spirit really is not just physical, like I said. See, if if it were just physical, what it would be like is if I had a pitcher of water, and I had a glass here. And the glass was empty. You can envision this, um, but so I. This is empty, and I take it and I fill it slowly with water. And you can watch the water rise up in the cup. You, you, well, yeah, that's being filled. But in essence, that's not exactly what's going on here when he's saying being filled with the Spirit, because when we come together and we hear the Word, if it is engaging us. What is it engaging? What is the word engaging? Our spirit that was once dead in trespass and trespassing sin. I know I'm going deep here for some, especially if you're not a believer, but that's okay. We're claiming in the name of Jesus, by his word, by his grace, by his glory, you will be saved. So, so the thing is, though, listen. So when we worship together and we encourage one another, I'm engaging Ronnie's emotions. I'm engaging Ronnie as a person. God wants that. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. This is a good thing, right? But that's what I'm doing. I'm encouraging Joey as a person. And Joey as a person, we all like to be encouraged. I mean, not false encouragement. You know what I mean? Real stuff. But, 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 but. And when I hear the word of God, if I'm a believer, I receive that. And it's a revelation, if, if truth be known by me. It's a revelation by the Spirit of God that now I can understand what the Word of God is saying, but only because of the Spirit of God revealing that truth to me. So, so what I'm getting at is this. Uh, think about this. I'm a, I'm a sailboat without an engine. And if I want to go somewhere, what do I have to have? Well, I have to have a sail first. have to have sail first. And then I need to have, thank you, wind so I want us to think of being filled with the Spirit similar maybe to something like that. That I'm a, I'm, I'm a person or a vessel willing for the Spirit of God to take me where God wants to take me. You understand? So as the wind comes and it blows against the sail and the, the empowerment or the power of the wind pushes the sailboat. Different from filling a cup. I don't know if you get the parallel, I, I, but you understand what I mean. So, so the Spirit of God, when we're filled with the, with the with with the Spirit, what the Bible's saying, what's being said here, is not being so much like filled up, because then if that were the case, you know what happens? It just all leaks out, and then next thing you know, we're, what a bummer, <laughs> right? You know, we're back to poor me, and this don't work, and but instead, we're allowing, and we're 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 we're, we're We're encouraging one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So what are we doing? We're taking the word and we're sharing it and encouraging one another. We're taking the word of which God has put in us and we're imparting it to one another. And we're we're encouraging one another in it. And it's like the power of God, that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God, he takes it and he goes... And He empowers my life and your life to live this life out to His glory. That's being filled with the Spirit. has nothing to do with us. It can't because, oh my. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to be imitators. We're going to walk in the light. We're going to expose darkness in our life. Call it what it is because if you don't, you're just going to continue to make an excuse It's okay. And then we're going to walk... And wisdom. And we're going to live life to his glory. That's it. That's what God desires. Those are in your notes. Reflect on that this week. Reflect on what God is speaking and what his desire is. John 1, 7 says this. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. John 8, 12. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. You guys, no one's perfected. You know, you almost, as a pastor, you almost don't want to put little um, um, caveances, if you will, in into what you're you're speaking. Because it's kind of like you want to just say, well, this is the way it is. And, you know, you know this is what God said. Just do it. Grow up. And. But but then I I would have to just sit down. I couldn't even preach. <laughs> you know, as imperfect as we all are, God's love and His grace wants to infiltrate our life to His glory. And I look at Scripture like John eight twelve, and Jesus spoke to them again. Notice that again. Why? Because it's 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 a constant. It's it's remembering. It's knowing. And he says, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life, the light of life, real life, life in Christ. So the more we can, we can just put in our mind, I, I'm, I'm such a physical person because it's, number one, how I get things. But, but I think it helps us to understand who doesn't walk, want us to walk in the darkness, but expose it, but walk in the light, which is his word and his glory. Day by day, step by step. You wake up in the morning, all right, God. All right, God. If something comes, because it will, for me, you. Nope. Click. Move. I don't want to watch that. I want to see that. I want to hear that. And and just day by day, step by step, we mature, we grow, and eventually, eventually, we get we get stronger and stronger and stronger. Spiritually, life still throws its curves, but but God is good. So, as he would say, his word says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And we do, everyone in this room, myself included. I fall short of God's glory. I mean, and we know that deep down. I, I knew that. I never went to church in my life. You know my story, most of you. I, didn't, I never went to church in my life. I wake up, go to a church, like a church, church. I just wake up. I go to church. And this guy starts saying, Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's the word of God. The spirit of God spoke to my heart. And I went kind of like, it was weird. Because it was like God was talking to me. And I, I, I literally was... Doing like this, because I it was true and I knew it that I fell short of God's glory, and I'm going, what in the world? And then, and then, Pastor Don, it was Pastor Don. He goes in Romans six twenty three, for the wages of that sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. I never went to church in my life. This Jesus Christ he spoke of, I had no idea. You might, you might think that I'm telling you, I had no. Now I heard I heard Jesus' name a lot growing up. But it wasn't, it was in it was profanity. It was used in a curse way. So I did hear his name a lot, but it never made sense to me. Never thought about it. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And my heart started pounding. I was sitting way in the back. And I'm thinking, ah. Oh, And then he says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. And the Spirit of God took God's word and revealed to me that truth. And although I didn't understand it all, I mean, I just didn't. I knew I was separated from God and I didn't want to be. I had a choice to make. And I knew that too. God put that in my heart. It was a choice and within my heart it's not necessarily a verbal prayer but within my heart i tell you i repented and i t- told a holy god that i was sorry for my sin and that i i believed because he put it there that jesus paid the debt for my sin and i put my trust in him many 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 years ago the word says it the spirit revealed that truth to me. I had a choice. I made it. I don't know what would happen if I didn't. I'm not really sure. It's not even fair, you know, to say. I don't know. But I felt like that was my one and only opportunity, quite frankly. In my heart, I just thought, this is it. It's now or never. And I remember... The minute my heart said amen, the pastor prayed with me later, which is great. It's fine. I was was saved then, though. I heard the word. I tell you, I bowed my heart before Christ. But I remember that time because I remember this peace that I've never felt before, this love that I never knew drives me to this day. that we might glorify God. If you're here this morning, you heard that scripture, you heard God's word. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're at that place where God's telling you you're a sinner separated from him and his desire is that you be saved. John six forty. for this is the will of God that he who looks upon the son of God and believes in him shall be saved. Is it Your day of salvation, whether you're here in this room, you're on the internet, you're on the web. And for those, we have many that are out sick today from our congregation, many. And as you are listening, which I hope you are, you need to. Maybe it's you. So many times I think we can. Attend a church, we we might be churchgoers for 100 years or 30 years, and we know God, but we we don't know his son. I know that seems strange, but it's possible. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your love and your grace. Lord, if there's anyone here this morning, anyone that can hear us on the web, Father, that this is the day of their salvation, may it be so. May it be said. May it be done to your glory. May they give a testimony from their mouth, from their heart. Your word says, for if you confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. If that's anyone this morning, Lord, I... I firmly believe, it's not a prayer I would pray with them, but they've already bowed bowed their heart before you. And I pray that you will give them a boldness to proclaim it. It's not a hidden secret. Don't let the world or the flesh or the devil even tell them. It's a personal, private thing. And it might be between you and them, but the bottom line is, your word tells us to proclaim it. The greatest thing, I, 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 I asked this earlier what, what makes you happy, what makes you joyful? There is no greater joy than coming to know you as Savior. May it be said and so. We love you, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to encourage you. If you made a decision to follow Christ, or maybe your heart is just being pulled that way, and you're trying to understand more about purpose and God's will, or I'm talking right here in this room or on the internet, let me know. Put it on your connection card, uh, email. You can go to 4cbc.org, click connect, send an email. But don't just sit on it. Grow in it. Engage the body as, as Christ would have us to do. Amen? We'll see a, a small group if you can make it Wednesday. If not, next Sunday, God willing, have a great week.